Get you to the ball game on time. Here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. But anyway, like I was saying, what up? Here we go. Welcome in on a Monday. This is a reaction Monday. We're reacting to all kinds of stuff, in fact. I'm Matt. Beaver is here. Thank goodness you're here. Appreciate you listening. This is a live radio show. It's happening now, if you're listening in the middle of the day. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. You've got College World Series going on. We had a little fireworks uh, throughout the weekend there. And uh, back on Saturday night and then Last night was a heck of a ball game. Yesterday, the first game was a heck of a ball game. Virginia got sent home. More on that. U.S. Open in the books. You have a first-time major winner. I got complaints. There's a lot of it I did like. (laughs) There's some of it we didn't. Most people didn't. And uh, there were very few people there in attendance. Certainly as compared to most major championships in golf. There's potentially bad news personally on the personal side for Deion Sanders. We'll get into that in case you haven't kept up with it. But the good news is around here, Mississippi State baseball has a pitching coach. Yep. They got one. It's some guy named Parker. Some guy named Parker who's coming to Mississippi State to join Chris Lamonis' staff, and he's coming from South Carolina. So State's got a new pitching coach and all that jazz. All right, so having said that, look, Reaction Monday, we'll kind of go any direction you want to go. we got plenty of time to hang out together today in the Bureau. So get your texts in, your calls. Love to hear from you. I hope I get to hear from you. It makes the show so much better, <laughs> frankly. When we get to hear from you in one way or the other. A couple of ways that you can do that. You can text me on the country pleasing text line. That's a 601 number. 885-3776. Got it? 885-3776. That's the number to text. 601 number. Call me on the Divini phone. Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. The number to call the show. 995-1059. 601 number. 995-1059. There you go. It's on loop. So we can get into the pitching coach stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know him personally, but um, like everybody else, we can kind of read and follow what his career path has been to this point and then begin to speculate on <clears throat> what he's going to do for state. Um, I think uh, first, though, I would like to start with a look back at what yesterday was. Yesterday was Father's Day. Uh, B, did you say Happy Father's Day to to Big C yesterday? <laughs> well, no, I didn't because there's no such thing as Big C. Oh, I'm sorry. Which did I get I don't the know letter? Who this is you speak of it? Big who? No, it's you. He, you just mixed them up. Big Big L. Big L. And, and Little C. There it is. Big L and Little C. I'm sorry. I got to mix up. So, Big L. <laughs> Did he get a happy Father's Day from you? Oh, yeah. Of course. 
are you the kind of family that exchanges gifts on Mother's Day and Father's Day? Or I mean, not everybody does. You don't have to. It's to each his own. But. No, we always just I always just take them out to eat. Yeah, there you go. The night before, because what? I mean the per, the whole thing about present shopping. I mean, they they have everything they need. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. It's, it's hard to figure out, so we just yeah we just got to eat. There you go. Well, I mean that's a heck of a gift, really. I mean, you you know Mother's Day, Father's Day, you go out to eat, good food. Sometimes it's the most expensive gift you can give, <laughs> depending on where you go. That's a good one. So, Beaver, let me let me tell you what I, my girls, I'm talking loaded me up yesterday morning for Father's Day. Okay. So so listen to this. First off, a box of the large size, a large box of the large size, uh, Little Debbie Star Crunch. Okay, so I got that. And a large box of the large size Little Debbie Zebra Cakes. Okay, so I got no excuse not to eat a lot of sugar over the next couple of weeks, you know? And I got a new pair of Sunday shoes for wearing to church. So I've worn my old ones out. And I just keep wearing them because I don't buy shoes. So they gave me a new pair of shoes. I got a t-shirt, and on the front of it, Beaver, it said this. It said, uh, hold on, I got it on my phone. It's a, it was a play on dad jokes, okay? It was a play on dad jokes. So in big letters on the front, it said, dad jokes. And then it says, are how I roll. So it says, dad jokes are how I roll. But it spelled it, I roll, like you're rolling your eyes. E-Y-E. <laughs> roll <clears throat> and so i got that and then got this too check this out beaver i have in my hand this little device okay and it is it runs on batteries and it has a button it like sits on the table and it's like a button like if you were playing price is right or whammy or something like one of those type of buttons it's about that size and on top of it it says dad jokes and if you press the button this thing spits out a dad joke Okay, so I'm going to press it right now live on the radio. And it's got like, I don't know if it's 50 or 100 different jokes that it does. And every time you press the button, it gives you one. It like, it just cycles through them randomly. So I'm going to press it now. My dad joke button that I got for Father's Day. And we're going to see what joke we get. Hopefully you can hear it. Let's see. Today, my son asked, can I have a bookmark? And I burst into tears. 11 years old and he still doesn't know my name is Brian. <laughs> I mean, come on come on beaver could you hear that by the way oh yeah yeah it was it was perfectly clear now here's what so what? here's what i'm laughing at as i listen to these and i'll chuckle at them i can hear you in my head beaver going that's the dumbest joke i've ever heard <laughs> what were your impressions on that one by the way sir I mean, I've I've never heard one that spits out the dad jokes. So if yeah. you enjoy the dad jokes, <laughs> that which I assume you do, that's perfect. And speaking of the dad jokes, I saw that shirt you speak of. Yes, I saw it on the Facebook. You posted a picture uh -huh. of it, and 
my immediate thought. Well, it was a simultaneous thought because, you know, dad jokes, they're meant to be lame. Uh So it was a simultaneous thought. At the same time, I was thinking, that's lame. And also, that is spot on (laughs) Matt Wyatt. (laughs) How I roll. Okay, one more from the dad joke button. Let's do one more. Let's see what we get. Here we go. I have a fear of speed bumps. I'm slowly getting over it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) I have a fear of speed bumps. I'm slowly getting over it. Come on, Beaver. You got to admit. It's pretty catchy. I will neither confirm <laughs> nor deny anything. Okay. All right. I'll give you two more that this thing said. Okay. Mary Liddy loves it, by the way, because what she says is, hey, when that guy on the dad joke button laughs, it sounds like you, Dad. <laughs> okay. It did one, and it said, um, hey, Beaver, have you heard the uh, the rumor that's going around about butter? Oh, well, I probably shouldn't spread it. (laughs) Come on. Come on now. All right, and the last one, the last one I really liked. It said, have you heard about that new, uh, Beaver, have you heard about that new restaurant on the moon? I haven't. Yeah, it's got, you know, the food's okay, but it doesn't have any atmosphere. (laughs) Come on. All right. So, see, they know me perfectly. T-shirts and all. They're like, look, Dad's shoes that he wears to church are falling apart. He won't buy any more. Let's get him some more shoes. <laughs> okay, so that's me. We had a great Father's Day. And let's see what else. Uh, we treated ourselves, Mary Lydia and I did, after lunch. After church yesterday, we went to lunch, and we treated ourselves to these giant milkshakes that this place makes. Uh, so, I mean, we really, it was all out. Like, they gave me gifts. We'd go to eat. We had milkshakes. It was a heck of a day. Heck of a Father's Day. For me. For me, it was a heck of a Father's Day. Got a dad joke button I could use on the radio. <laughs> all of that. All right. Um, let's hit the text line. Text coming in. Let's get to them on the country-pleasing text line, 885 3776 if you have a hard time remembering that, another easy way to remember the number to text is just 885-ESPN. Okay? 885-ESPN. Hey, what's up, White Denzel? You the man. He's, uh, White Denzel says, the absolute worst U.S. Open in my lifetime. He says, nothing against Wyndham Clark. That felt like a regular tournament instead of a U.S. Open. It, it sure didn't deliver... In the drama department, did it? Just really in any way. Now, I, I'm gonna. T- I enjoyed watching it, uh, parts of it too, and, and I mean certain holes on the course for different reasons. But yeah, it didn't feel like a typical U.S. Open. But I think there's another reason for that. We'll get into that. Uh, J Rock texts the show. What up, J Rock? Hope you had a good weekend. He says I like the pitching coach hire. We just need to get him some guys who can throw now. Um, yeah, you know, we'll look at that. I've seen some of the tweets and people who cover Mississippi State with, um, you know, numbers and stats, comparing some things. He had a good staff. Obviously, they were a super regional team at South Carolina this year. And 
kind of built something up over there. His name is Justin Parker. Okay, so he's coming over to um, Coach Fishing. And I saw some of the numbers in South Carolina, and they, they, I think they maybe had like the fewest as a staff, the fewest walks of anybody in the SEC. The strikeout numbers are pretty good. But at any rate, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like a twofold thing, right? You get the right coach and the right arms and then kind of melt it all together into a staff. But, you know, a guy who coached a staff that in this same league with a teeny tiny strike zone because the umpires are being evaluated via track man, his staff was hit throwing strikes. And, you know, part of that's having good stuff. But we'll see how it works. I, you know, by all accounts, baseball people says, you know, it looks like a good hire. But you're right. I think, J-Rock, the reality is it better come together and begin to work quickly. I mean, right out of the shoot, especially, you know, if you're, if you're Chris Lamonis. All right, over to the phone line, the Divini Equipment phone line. Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. It means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home. At Divinity. The number to call, 995-1059. 601 number, 995-1059. We dropped a call. Call us back. If it dropped, give me a call back. Love to hear from you. Nick texts the show in a country-pleasing text line. He says, I don't know which is more refreshing. Finally hiring a pitching coach or El Nino finally getting out of here. Did it? And I mean, did the weather pattern deal? <laughs> I mean, sure enough, the entire state of Mississippi, I think, was the same way for the last few weeks. I know it was here uh, where, where I'm from in North Mississippi. Man, is like one minute, humongous storm, lightning, wind, rain, just flooding. It stopped, and 30 minutes later, the sun's out. It's beautiful. Birds are chirping. Clear skies. Another 30 minutes later, boom, we're flooding. Like you got certain parking lots you can't drive through. Water's too deep. Hail. Give it 30 minutes. Boom. Sun comes out. Birds chirping. (laughs) I mean, it's like, what are we? (laughs) I mean, you're out in the hot sun picking up hail that's in your yard. Hadn't even melted yet. It's just it's crazy what we've had. All right, he's back on the Divinity Equipment phone line. State grad 98, what's up, state grad? In honor of all the jokes you're telling yep. today, yep. I have a good, uh, first of all, what part of the body, when you die, dies last? What part dies last? I don't know. Yes, of your body. Your pupils, they dilate. Okay, I'm filing that one away. <laughs> I'm saving always, it. Always, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having these jokes this morning. I needed them. Good. Uh, anyway, and as always, Hell State. Hell State. Which part of your body dies last? <laughs> your pupils, because they die late. <laughs> Come on now, I like it. Yeah, look, we can call them what we want. Dad jokes, I like them. I just like them. What in the world? 
What is that? Jake, what have you... Jake from Yazoo. Did you mean to text me that? What is that? About. Anyway, look over it, Jake, and see if that's what you text me is what you meant to text me. And if it is... You know, if you want me to read it, I need an explanation. <laughs> what this is. All right. 86 dog. With a dad joke. One day after Father's Day. He says, what do you call a lady in the middle of a tennis court? Annette. I mean, okay. I'm just going to say, I get it. But I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> See, a lot of this, the funny part, the actual funny part that brings out laughter is the fact that we are listening to these jokes. <laughs> it's not the jokes themselves. We're laughing at ourselves for doing this. Okay, right? <laughs> right. All right, so Justin Parker, he's the new pitching coach. He came to the SEC from Indiana, where he was associate head coach, pitching coach for three years. And um, I would imagine, again, I, I don't, I'm not lining up the timeline exactly, but I would imagine that that would be the connection between Lamonis and Parker's that they would both go back to their time at Indiana, right? Because that's where Lamonis was before he came to be the head coach at um, at State. Now, in terms of dates, the transfer portal is important, right? Here you are. It is June the 19th. Today is the announcement. You've struck a deal with this guy, Justin Parker, to come over from South Carolina and coach your pitchers at State. Today is June the 19th. The baseball transfer portal opened on May the 29th. So you are a good three weeks into the portal having already been open. The portal stays open through July the 13th. So now you got a good three and a half to four weeks remaining of the portal being open. And then you've got the Major League Draft coming up on right after the portal closes on the 13th. The draft is going to be the 17th, 18th, and 19th. So, again, what I see... Is just, you know, uh, there's just bound to be, given what state's team and program one means to the university and the fan base, okay, it's not an afterthought like it is in a lot of schools. And given the situation they're in after the last two seasons, I could be wrong, I guess, but I sure would think that a major priority beginning right now with the announcement of him being the pitching coach. A major priority right now is who's out there, who's got a name in the portal that we know, who right now is better than players we've got, that right now we got a good chance of getting them in here to play. I, I may be wrong. I'm not saying – this isn't Matt making a statement either about what coaches and teams and programs and what the NCAA ought to be doing. And I'm just saying the reality is the portal – I would imagine that's the that's the approach. 
I mean, we'll see. Louvier, Texas show. What's up, Louvier? Happy day, late Father's Day to you. He texts the show and he said, my, my son asked me, what's it like having such a terrific son? I said, I don't know. Ask your grandfather. boy. Signed, Go Saints. And pretty soon, pretty soon, it will not be much longer. We will be talking about Saints and Cowboys and Chiefs and everybody and OTAs and the beginning of camp and all that kind of stuff. That's going to be here before we know it. All right. Um, yes, U.S. Open. Uh, I did watch it. I'm about to hit up, run up against a break here, but I'm just kind of setting the table for you. I do. I know it's golf. I know it's a Monday after you 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 do it. U.S. Open for me is one of you know three or four major golf events throughout the year. That I make a point to watch, and I'll catch the rest of it if I can. But there was something off about that one and I looked up some of the numbers this morning I think I know why Denzel texted earlier he said this is absolutely the worst U.S. Open in my lifetime I think I know what you're talking about I'll give you those numbers and, and thoughts on that when we come back oh and in about half an hour if you're listening live Tennessee's going to be playing in an elimination game in Omaha You'll have that going on. LSU will play tonight against Wake Forest, and that ought to be a doozy. So we got a lot to get into. Just getting started with you on this Monday. Stick around. It's go time. Let's go. With a Matt Lyon Show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, back with you. Reaction Monday. Did y'all watch a little baseball this weekend? A little College World Series? I tell you, man, I turned on those games on, when did it start? Friday? Did it start Friday or Saturday? It started Friday. Yeah. And I, I turned those on, and, and uh, Annabeth and I were looking at them. And, and, and look, so lots of people in the state of Mississippi are going to nod their head and agree with this. I look at it and go, man, I wish I was there. I really did. And and that does not happen to me much. I, I'm not, you know, personally by nature, someone who is always looking for a way to just be in attendance at some event. You know, we've all got those friends. Nothing wrong with that. Some people really get a kick out of that. I don't. To me, nine out of ten things watch it on tv about the same as being there <laughs> i get about the same amount of you know emotionally involved in either one of those and again it's not, it's not right or wrong it's just different different people are different but i turned it on and having had that recent experience for me as a state guy it was a couple years ago for Ole miss fans it was last year but, you know, also from a state perspective, too, yes, you win the whole thing two years ago in 2021, but you had also, that was your third straight year to go to the College World Series. We really got spoiled here over the last three to four years of those of us around here having a reason to be there. And you know, there's a few people from around here that whether our teams are in the College World Series or not, they go every year. And I envy that because 
after having that experience following State to the championship in, in summer 21, turned those games on at the College World Series out there in Omaha on Friday, and I looked at it, and it took about five seconds for me to go, oh, man, I sure wish I was there. I sure wish I had a reason to be there, but especially have a reason to be there and be there in that stadium, in that town, in that park. It, I, I just enjoy it so much the times that I've been. And it's like major disappointment to look up and go, shoot, it's been a while. And then you say, already, see what I mean about being spoiled? I mean, my team goes to Omaha three years in a row. They win it the third year, and that was in 21, so it hadn't been that long ago. And I'm already sitting here going, man, when are we going back? Can we please get a team back in it? <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I would not have said this because I, I don't I wasn't necessarily looking through it, looking through this lens at the situation when Southern Miss was still in it hosting Tennessee. But now feeling the way I felt when I reacted when I turned the TV on the other night. If Southern Miss had gotten there, I believe I would be right now, today, assuming they were still alive, looking for a reason to, or a way, just get a hotel room, jump in the car, and go. That's enjoyed it that much, and now I miss it that much. Grumpy texts the show, and he says, Oh, he's talking about U.S. Open. Yeah, we'll get into that. So I'm coming back to your text, Grumpy. Anyhow, so here we are. This is day four. Yep, day four of the College World Series. And so this is the other side of the bracket. What happened, you know, yesterday in that that opening side of the bracket at the College World Series, the, the teams that played on Friday all came back and played Yesterday, you had an elimination game between TCU and Virginia yesterday morning. TCU beat them 4-3. It was really interesting because Virginia had the tying run at second base there in the bottom of the ninth inning. The winning run at the plate, tying run at second base. Uh, TCU was able to get a strikeout to end the ball game. And so Virginia's done. It's the first time Virginia has ever gone 0-2 in the College World Series. TCU stays alive. And then last night, you had a winner's bracket game because – you know, Oral Roberts upset TCU the other day on Friday. So you had a winner's bracket game between Florida and Oral Roberts. So overall, n- number two national seed Florida, the second best team money could buy in Florida, <laughs> playing a Oral Roberts who was a four seed just happy to be in the NCAA tournament. Win a regional, win a super at Oregon. Beat TCU, the hottest team in the country, in the opener. And then took Florida to the brink last night. It was a 5-4 to four one-run game. And Oral Roberts had it cooking also there in the, uh, uh, in the ninth inning. And put the bat on the ball. Just flew out to left center field. That ended it. And they had runners on base. And so they scared Florida to death. In that. So that was yesterday. Virginia goes home. And on that side of the bracket, now you're going to get a rematch. Florida gets... You know, a day or two off, two and zero, oh, and Oral Roberts and TCU will play a rematch in an elimination game on that side of the bracket. Today, your games. So coming up in just a bit, you'll get first pitch between Tennessee and Stanford. 
And then tonight, winner's bracket game between LSU and Wake Forest. So this game coming up at 1 Central today between Tennessee and Stanford. You know, Tennessee lost to LSU. Stanford lost to Wake Forest. Stanford was leading Wake Forest most of that ball game and just lost the lead late uh, the other night on Saturday, or other day on Saturday, and Wake Forest beat them 3-2. to two. So Tennessee and Stanford in an elimination game coming up here in the middle of the day. One team goes home, one moves on. And then tonight at 6, you'll get first pitch, 6 central weather permitting, between um, LSU and Wake Forest. Wake Forest, at least in terms of body of work throughout the year, they're the number one overall national seed. They may not have a Paul Skeens like LSU does, but Wake Forest has a very deep, very good pitching staff, and they've been very deep and very good all year. You know, LSU has the best team that money could buy in the offseason, including at the top of that list, Paul Skeens, who was phenomenal against Tennessee uh, back on Saturday night. Threw 120-plus pitches and was still throwing 100 miles an hour at the end of it. It's just incredible. Uh, Tennessee did all they could to make it interesting, uh, for sure. But see, now you get into the depth of LSU staff and see if Wake Forest can drive it into their pen and Wake Forest, you know, at least on paper anyway, has the better pitching staff. And so we get the one seed versus the seven seed tonight in Omaha. And I can't wait. I think it's going to be a really, you know, two very interesting games uh, today out in Omaha. Grumpy did text the show. He says he's going to be watching LSU tonight. Grumpy, you pulling for LSU? Are you? Who y'all pulling for? See, so Florida's moving. They're 2-0. and They're winner's bracket deal. Uh, Tennessee's facing elimination today. LSU, they're 1-0 trying to go 2-0, but they got to go through Wake Forest, the number one seed, to do it. Who are y'all pulling for? I mean, the easy choice for me is the four seed, Oral Roberts, and they had the one-run loss, but they are an easy group to pull for. They're not even supposed to be there, right? Everybody loves an underdog when you don't have a dog in the race. I do, anyhow. But who are y'all rooting for? So, Grumpy, you rooting for LSU to win the College World Series? Um... There you go. State grad 98 with a, dog, a dad joke. See if y'all like this one. He texts the show and he said, what did the beaver tell the tree? It's been nice gnawing you. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad right there. <laughs> uh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Look. You know, I College World Series deal. I, you know, again, it's like who do you who are you pulling for? Well, if I'm not there making any noise, what difference does it make? It's just I would love to see somebody like an Oral Roberts as a four seed just play their way right on through it and upset these big teams that have spent all this money in the transfer portal and on their roster. I, I would love to see them do it. You know, and if there's going to be a sport where a team like Oral Roberts can do it, it's going to be baseball. There's no such thing, especially going forward. There ain't no such thing as, you know, a team like an Oral Roberts making some kind of magical run in the new 12 team college football playoff that we're going to have. Ain't happening. You know, to a degree, because you put 68 teams in the NCAA basketball tournament, and every now and then you do, right? You Every now and then you get a, a 13 beat somebody and make a little run. But you're not ever going to have one in the Elite Eight. 
And if you do, they're not winning the whole thing. Here we are with eight teams left in baseball. They're a four seed, and they could. They absolutely. They were, you know, one base hit away from beating Florida last night. And you know that it's a team that could do it. So it's a sport that it could happen in, and I would love to see it. Something tells me that. Um, here we are, year two of NIL, year two or three of the portal, whatever it is, and the wide openness and open transfer. You know, the money's about to be flowing in big time college baseball too, to a degree. But it's still going to be one of those sports where you can get a a four seed slip up and go through there and play their way through it. And and so to me, they're just easy to they're easy to pull for. They really are. And then right after that, I probably would pull for Wake Forest just because they don't have any advantages. They have a really small enrollment, small school. I like their AD, John Curry, especially after the way Tennessee treated him. And he is he is a prime example of doing more with less, maybe more so than anybody else in the country. So to me, you got an underdog team and then an underdog university. I think that it's easy to get behind. It's just the way I look at it. I, I you know, last thing I want to see is LSU or Tennessee or Florida win it. I'd openly root against them, just to be honest with you. <laughs> All of them. All right. Your texts coming up. Jason and Kyle and Drug Dog and J-Rock and Grumpy and everybody coming to your texts. Stick around. Your it's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All right, back with you. Rolling along, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are. Your home team at Farm Bureau. Speaking of the home team, we're talking baseball. Mississippi State got him a pitching coach, Justin Parker, coming over from South Carolina. J-Rock texts the show, says Alabama's all everything freshman shortstop, 25 home runs is in the portal. Go get him, Lamonis. We need just we, we don't need just pitching. Yeah, and uh, you know, freshman shortstop, 25 home runs in the SEC. He's probably demanding. What do you think he's demanding? I mean, what do you think his price is? I don't know. I'm merely speculating. I don't even have any idea. I'm just, just throwing a question out there. How does that make everybody feel? Drug Dog texts the show. He's pulling for Oral Roberts. He's pulling for LSU. He's against Florida. He's against Tennessee. Kyle in Hattiesburg's pulling for the Demon Deacons, parentheses, at least for tonight, he says. <laughs> Jason in Flagstaff. Arizona text the show, and he says, uh, not pulling for anybody, really. He says, but I do think Jay Johnson is the real deal. Of course, he used to be at Arizona, right? Uh, he says, he's quoting me, his best money team can buy. Started right there. He said, he's good. Definitely pulling against Tennessee, though. Jason says he's seen all that he wants to see of their mustard bottle throwing fans. <laughs> and Grumpy, when he says he's going to be watching LSU tonight, and I said, are you pulling for LSU? And he says... Grumpy had a cowbell confiscated in 1981 in Baton Rouge. Grumpy never pulls for LSU. 
I like that reasoning. I like your reasoning. Okay, a uh, couple of things here. White Denzel texted the show right out of the gates today, and he said that was the absolute worst U.S. Open in my lifetime. He said, nothing against Wyndham Clark, but that felt like a regular tournament instead of a U.S. Open. Grumpy Texas show, and he says he was disappointed that Ricky Fowler fell apart. But Grumpy does think that Ricky is back. He says, L.A. Country Club only let in 22,000 fans. And he says that they got a weather interruption in Jackson, didn't get to see the end of it. Well, again, there, there was not just a ton of drama, except you get on 17-18 yesterday, you had Rory one shot back. And uh, if he could have picked up a birdie on either 17 or 18, rolled one in, he could have tied, got it to a playoff. If he could have you know, made birdie on one of the last two holes and then Clark maybe have a hiccup, which you put the pressure and tie him up, uh, then maybe he would have the hiccup, but he didn't. At any rate, you didn't get it. He wins by one shot over uh, Fowler. And each of those were in one of the last two groups. I was kind of pulling for Scheffler. And, you know, Scotty Scheffler is so good. He's the number one player in the world. And he's one of those that he's so good that even when he's playing good, it doesn't look that good all the time. <laughs> you know, and he just kept on missing birdie putts and kept on making par putts coming back. He just he couldn't get them to roll in. And they had pins you couldn't really get at and all that kind of stuff. So I, here's my thing. I enjoyed watching it throughout the weekend. Every year I enjoy watching the U.S. Open. It's not the Masters, but it's maybe the next best thing for me. And every year I enjoy watching it because the setups are usually what? Uh, very, very penalizing rough, very small fairways, very fast, baked out, Hard as a rock greens by the time they get to Saturday, Sunday at these U.S. Open venues. Tough to putt, tough to hold greens, and can't go right at pins. You got to manage everything. You got to stripe it off the tee for four straight days and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I enjoy following. And this one, I sort of enjoyed this element. That the course is so different than, than so many of the courses that they play at that level that you see on TV in that <clears throat> there, there was constant different types of strategy. You know, like on that one hole, what was it? Number, what was it? Number what? Where they could drive the, the par four green by going right at it. But they had two layup areas, one to the left, one to the right. And it was all pretty much blind. Meaning you could see the layup areas right or left from the tee, but to go right at the green, you had to hit it over a tree and just... Hope about where it lands, hitting a 300-yard shot or whatever it is. Watching that kind of stuff was unique, right? I mean, where the TV broadcast is giving you the tee shot of this player on this particular hole, and it shows you on the TV screen where each line is. Like over here is the right-hand side layup area. Here's the left, and in the middle, here's the line you take if you're trying to fly the green. Some of that stuff, the little short par three you know, some of the other stuff where they're constantly having to shape it around corners and into greens. That's that's neat to watch that every now and then, see how they do it. But with all that said, you know, you didn't have somebody making the charge and really, you know, coming up the leaderboard, and you didn't have anybody really falling, so the drama wasn't quite there. 
But also the crowds weren't there. Grumpy, you touched on it. The crowds were not there. So here were the numbers that they came out with, all right? And, and this is a quote from the guy who's the USGA president or CEO or whatever he is. He said, we could have sold 40,000 tickets a day, but we sold 22,000 to make sure the experience here is a quality experience for those that get on the golf course. So they, not quite, but almost cut the number of tickets in half of what they could sell each day. And he says they did it intentionally. Okay, but that 22,000 that he's talking about per day, that does not mean 22,000 tickets for the general public. That's not what they did out there. Most of those 22,000 tickets he's talking about every day that were available went to corporate stuff, club members, and hospitality areas. They said only about 9,000 tickets a day were for general admission and because there were so few, the tickets just skyrocketed. Like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars of those 9,000 general admissions just to get on the course. So you didn't have big crowds in the way the course was built. The crowds couldn't even get up to some of the areas, you know. It was just different. I still enjoyed it, but it was just not the best, for sure. Over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. More bully. On line one. What's up, more bully? What's going on, Matt? Hey, man. Well, 75 hours of no power. Come on. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Wait a minute. You're sitting there right lost- now without power? No, I'm in my truck. I ain't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you no, still I'm don't not, have it. I'm, not, I'm about to be back on. Nope. Good. I lost 15 pounds. <laughs> Just sitting in my den. 15 pounds. But anyway. <laughs> hey, I wanted to comment. I agree that it wasn't a normal U.S. Open, mm-hmm. how easy the course seemed to be playing. Yeah. But think about what it could be. You remember the year it was at Bethpage Black in New York? Yeah. They were bit. having to water the green? Yes. Right. In between players? And I remember one Bill got really angry about it. Because uh, they would hit it on the green. And just roll off because yeah. it's so hard. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there can be all types of U.S. Opens, but I think this is probably one of the easiest. But I really wish Ricky would have pulled it off. But I think now he has some experience dealing with the pressure, and maybe he is back. So I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. And um, man, you you look at Rory and go, don't you more bully? You look at Rory and go, yep. Man, he has been so close to just winning all kinds of stuff. And he's won a bunch. But there he is again at a major where he just needs one or two putts to roll in over the course of four days, and that's the only difference for him. I don't know what it takes to get him. In my opinion, I would like to know if you agree with this. In my opinion, the one thing the tour is missing right now is a finisher or a closer like Tiger. Uh, 100%. Like, I mean, if if that was Tiger one shot back, he'd probably win it. He's coming. Hey, and the other thing so is, hey, there's a good longer. indication. There's a good indication for you. If you had, if you had a tiger-like figure, obviously, or even Tiger himself, healthy, in this one, they would never get away with selling only twenty-two thousand tickets a day. No, like that. that's true. So. That's true. Anyway, that's my professional opinion. Attaboy. boy. 
Hey, I hope you get your power right, back on. Right. Sure enough, man. Hang in there. I'm sorry about all that. Thank you, sir. Yes, See sir. You, buddy. See you. See, Thibodeau texts the show on the country pleasing text line. And he said, as a result of Friday morning storms, the Thibodeau household has been without power for 44 hours, hoping to have power when I get home from work. That is tough. Man, y'all, I'm so sorry to hear that you're going through that. And that's just brutal. Just brutal. I really do, too. I hope you've got it back on by the time you get back. Because what, it's heating back up today? I mean, not that it's been cool, but um, let's hate to hear that. MSU 1980 with a text. He said, Matt, I'm with you on the World Series, even though I always pull for the SEC. I don't like any of the three left for various reasons. Yeah, I have to be honest. I And I'm not just saying this or being this way just to try to be different, but I, I don't buy into the whole conference deal, like, yeah, I'm a state guy. What what good does it do me or my team or my school for the other schools to go win them? Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a SEC, SEC guy. I'm just not. I, I don't really get that. I mean, I like watching it, but I ain't pulling for it <laughs> by any stretch. All right, hour two coming up. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around.